Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? We are back here with another live stream. Me and Rhodes are back in the house. What is going on, Rhodes? Hello, Mr. Matrix. Hello, chat. We are back to talk about uh, what's left of Star Wars. Yeah, what's left of it? Yeah. Just when you think you couldn't get worse, I guess, you know, you could expect it to actually get worse. Oh, and by the way, before we get too far, uh, just want a reminder, we are having a member live stream tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So click the join button or grab a membership at blackandwhitenetwork.com. It's going to be fun. Um, Actually, we've been trying to do these like twice a month. I only think we only got a chance to do it uh, one time 
uh, last month. So pretty much every other weekend, uh, we're going to try to do these things. Uh, who do we have here in the house? Smash thumbs up button, guys. We have a uh, uh, take that dummies here. Uh, Garth is here. Uh, Norfolk uh, Southern Pokey District is here. Joe Bob Tarheel in the house. Uh, Brian Jones is here um, as well. Appreciate uh, everybody coming out uh, this afternoon. So, yeah, we got some Star Wars stuff here. And uh, I guess this is a good reason to go live instead of making uh, multiple videos because we could have made one yesterday on Simon Pegg. Um, right. I guess we'll save him for the second part of uh, of the stream here. So, <laughs> but uh, appreciate everybody um, uh, coming yeah, out. He's decided to run his mouth about, um, you know, fans that actually care about stories as opposed to punching the uh, pr- appropriate boxes. Punching the right, right. parts of your scorecard of the 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 woke totem pole, so to speak. You Go know ahead. what's funny? You know what's funny? Yeah. I know we're not diving into Simon Pitt, but I'm going to ask this question. Isn't he in the Mission Impossible movies? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Why is nobody slamming those movies? They're good and they're worried about stories instead they're, they're of they're damn boxes. good. They're damn yeah. good. Actually, they're great. The last Mission Impossible movie was great. I cannot wait for the final two. Can't say the same thing about Star Wars. Can't do it. No. No. Those movies no, are I, great. I gotta be real. I can't believe this series is actually getting made. Me, I mean me, I, me neither. I thought it wasn't gonna get made. I I, I just thought I just thought it it really wouldn't happen. I thought push comes to shove, they are going to they're gonna scrap it. Now it's not rolling yet, but you know, you get the point. They're casting for it. And um Yeah. Which you leads know me to believe it's gonna get made because Ryan Johnson stuff, they didn't even cast anybody. Well, you know, Leslie Headland is the one that's doing that whole series. And right. it's amazing. We're really woke. We we really care about representation. We really care about your feelings. Except we'll hire the very woman that that decided to go silent on all of Harvey Weinstein's wrongdoings for how many years? How yep. many years? I mean, really? That dude is a scumbag of, of epic damn proportions. And she sure stayed quiet on that. I mean... Me too, right? I mean, love all women, right? No. Yep. No. And th- this this acolyte thing is supposed to be taking place what um a hundred years before um the Phantom Menace and their whole High Republic thing. That yeah. um yeah. I don't. You know what? If they were going to make a show like this, it actually should have been a Darth Plagueis show with a young Palpatine. I thought that's what it was going to end up being. I mean, there's rumors. Yeah, but that- when when Le- Leslie Hitlin, when you found out she was coming in, nah, nah, you kind of knew well, it wasn't going to go that direction. Well, that's not what I want. I don't. I did not want her to touch that character if that was going to be. 
you know, stay far away. Because, look, if this thing's about the high republic, I've got no desire to see a single solitary second of anything to do with that fake Star Wars universe that they've they've laid out in the high. Who cares about that? Right. That that percentage, that small percentage of uh, of Star Wars fans on Twitter that are always bitching about us. Really? That's who this is made for? Good luck. Let me know how that turns out. Let me know how your Miss Marvel turns out of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that Miss Marvel show, um, is anybody really watching it? Dead on arrival. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, uh, Rose, before you get any ideas, yeah, no, there will not be a watch party on the Acolyte. There will be no what? reviews for that. I am not doing a live stream on that. Oh, no. No, I'm I'm good. No. I'm good. No. Yeah. He, yeah. he already now, now when it came to Andor, Rhodes had already announced um, uh, live stream reviews on that before he even talked to me about it. So I guess well, I, I, then I, I tested him. I was like, oh, I guess we're going to do it then. I, I would much rather watch it. Andor I, than this. I just assumed you would be watching it. So uh, <laughs> of the ones coming out, considering how good Rogue One was, I was yeah. like, okay, well, he, he'll probably watch that. So I didn't even think nothing about it. Uh, so I did announce that. I mean, we can always run announce that. You nah, know? Nah. No, we could. <laughs> you know what? I actually like Cassian Andor as a character. I, I do like too. We don't, yeah. we don't know a lot about him. The trailer looks, look, looks decent. I don't know where they're exactly going to go with this thing. Well, they uh, dropped we the second, uh, second trailer. Was it three or four days ago or a second? teaser trailer anyway i, I didn't but, see yeah. it i have to go back to see it then yeah they did um, yeah i mean it's I on the, it the other day it's on the star wars um a page i don't know if it's on surely it's on youtube let me let me see here because i have not seen it i saw it on Let's the uh, see here. star wars twitter the other day i think is what it was oh star wars twitter page yeah where is um okay then um, Star Wars? Curious here now. Well, it, it's not on um, it's not on YouTube. Um, it's not on YouTube. So let's see. I'll try to find it. Yeah, I watched it a couple of days ago. Is it kind of like one of those leaked ones like uh, Mandalorian no, season three? No, no. I, Why has the Mando it, trailer come out? That that came out at Celebration. Celebration was a while ago. I don't know, but it looked pretty decent, to be honest with you. The new the new man Mando did. Yeah. And did did you see the poster leaked for um, Book of Boba Fett season two? No, that doesn't need to be a season two. Yeah, yeah, it leaked. There needs it to be no of, season uh, two of Boba Fett. It, it was just trash. A trash show. Okay. Okay. Here. I'm, I'm, uh. You, you know what's kind of crazy, man? You got a couple of guys that actually knows about their characters. Why, why you took us off? Well, you can still talk. Oh, oh wait, full what, screen. What okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to play this trailer for us. So, oh, go um, ahead, go ahead. They're so proud of themselves, so fat and satisfied. Do you have any sound? 
Yeah, I hear it. It's low. Up. Let's start it over. Yeah, now it's a little loud. Themselves. So fat and satisfied. I had it turned down earlier so I wouldn't get a copyright. These days will end. There will be no rules going forward. People are standing up. That's what a reckoning sounds like. Pandora, original Star Wars series, okay. ending August thirty first. Don't don't close it out. Uh, go back and go back. Bring it back up. I want you to. I noticed something, man, about some of these Imperials. Even in um, can you bring it back up? You don't have to play it again. I would just oh, want you to go hey, to the Imperials. I, I unshared it. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, this is real time, folks. Just go to the Imperials. Uh, All right, go go back, go back. Forward. No, go go back. Right there. Because I've noticed something about. Well, you know the clones and the stormtroopers are in this. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but have you noticed that these Imperials in Disney Star Wars now don't feel like Imperials? Like, for one thing here, this guy on the right doesn't look like one. He has facial hair. Imperials, we have not seen him with facial hair. It just... Details like that looks out of place. Some of these guys just don't feel like Imperials. I don't ever uh, remember. Man, I tell you what, he's a hell of a good actor. Oh, yeah, he is. He yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. What's his last name? Skarsgård? Yeah, that's Alexander and um, Bill Skarsgård's father. That's he's really good. Uh, what's his name? Stellan or Skellen? Something yeah, like Skellen Skarsgård. There's the clone troopers right there. Yeah. So hopefully they got Tamora Morrison. Much I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, looks like Star Wars. Who knows? Who knows? We'll yeah. find out, I guess. But when it comes to Imperials, they just don't feel like Imperials to me. Like um Tala in um in Obi-Wan. Yeah, she was an Imperial. But she didn't feel like an Imperial. It felt like she really didn't belong there. You know what I mean? When I think of Imperials, I think of um, like bad British guys being Imperials. You know, I'm not. I'm not counting on anything after the fact that they they messed up to uh, Boba Fett and Obi Wan. I mean, how easy could that have been for real? Let me let me clarify my statement. Admiral Ozzo had a um a mustache. He didn't have like a full goatee. That that just doesn't seem imperial to me. He had that very uniformed, thin cut mustache. Right, yeah. right. I remember. And yeah. I was in the military, and in the military, you can't have a mustache. 
but the, these Disney Imperials feel different than George Lucas Imperials to me. Now, have you felt that way too? Everything seems a little off. You know what? This is a really accurate statement. Do you remember when we were always critiquing The Last Jedi and I said, it's the only film that I can ever remember where Benicio de Toro is a complete joke. Oh, man. He was awful. He's a awful, great man. actor. A yeah. great actor. I mean, you know I don't and, like The Force Awakens. I hate that movie. It's awful. But, however, when it comes to, what, what was the guy's name um, giving a speech? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the red-headed guy? Yeah, yeah. What was his character's name? See, that's how much I ever... But anyway, he was like a completely different character in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, I know. He was was a pretty good, like, Imperial kind of person in The Force Awakens. And he was just a complete joke in the other ones. Yeah, they turned him into a punchline. Yeah. They turned him into a punchline, yeah. And then that desperate attempt to make him a mole in The Rise of Power 15... I mean, it yeah. was just, it, none of it made any sense. No, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. General Hux. That's it. General, General Hux. Hux. Yeah, yeah, General Hux. He he was more Imperial in The Force Awakens than, and I, I also, Director Krennic felt like an Imperial. He did. But really, that's about it. Ben Mendelsohn's great in everything. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Let's talk about him actually being in this series, too. He may be. Whoa. Dr. Richard Kimball in the house. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. Wow. For not posting it forever. Understatement. But I watch you guys religiously keep being soldiers against the woke fight. You guys. Wow. Thank you. Dr. Thank Richard you. Kimball. Old school around these parts. Very old school. Yeah. It's speaking of, I guess, speaking of, I guess we can get into this now. Um, the Acolyte, not looking forward to it. I know I saw some people in the chat also saying that um, they're surprised this show's even getting make, made. I am too. But they have now hired the lead. <laughs> now, over here on Bounding in the Comments, Star Wars hits Grand Slam of Woke Identity Politics. Uh, see, Rod, you messed up the whole thing here. Let me go back over here. Hold on. Let me go ahead and do this right. Hold on. Gotta fix this. No, it wasn't your fault. It was actually my phone. Sorry about okay. that. There we go. Um, it says here, Star Wars hits Grand Slam of Woke Identity Politics cast Black, Lesbian, and Non-Binary Intersectional Feminist <laughs> Amanda Steinberg as the Alkalite series lead. That, that is a like- long intro, man. That is like bottom of the ninth, trailing by three, walk off, bat fling of identity politics right there in the casting. I mean, that bat flip, the whole nine. Uh, Wow. That's crazy. And honestly, if you guys think I'm lying about this, I actually pulled up her Wikipedia. Let Let me show you her Wikipedia, man. 
And I know Wikipedia is not gospel, but um, but this is in her bio, Wikipedia here. Look at this. Steinberg is an intersectional feminist. Uh, she is outspoken about her political views in interviews and on social media and was named Feminist of the Year in 2015 by the Miss Foundation for Women. She has spoken publicly on social media about cultural appropriation. Uh, her video, Don't Cash, uh, Crop My Corn Rolls, admonished what? Kylie Jenner for adopting that traditionally African-American hairstyle. In <laughs> April 2016, Steinberg gave a speech at uh, Wee Day, California, a Wee Day charity event. Uh, January 2016, Steinberg came out as bisexual, though she subsequently stated that pansexual is an accurate term as well. That March, Steinberg came out as non-binary and uses both she, her, and they, them pronouns. In June 2018, in an interview with Wonderland Magazine, she came out as gay. I'm confused, man. I'm completely confused. My pronouns are kiss my whole ass, okay? Okay. Wow. Are you serious, dude? She won... There is an actual Wokester of the Year award. Is that what I'm? That, is that so. what I just picked up on? She won a I'm the Wokester of the Year award. Holy I, I think crap! So. God Almighty! They this are setting a fire crazy. to Star Wars, lighting Star Wars on fire. That's and crazy as hell. Let's read a little bit of this. In confirmation of a previous rumor first suggested by film scooper Grace Randolph, I guess she got this right. Disney's upcoming High Republic era live action Star Wars series, The Acolyte, has found its lead, the black lesbian and non-binary actor and intersectional feminist, Amanda Steinberg. Man, that's a long intro. Black lesbian, non-binary actor and intersectional feminist. Let me catch my breath, man. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> Bad flip. <laughs> Steinberg, who most recently appeared as Elena Beck in the cinematic adoption of uh, Dear Evan Hansen and is perhaps best known for starring as Rue in the first Hunger Games film. I don't remember in that. Uh, was revealed as the next actor to helm a Disney uh, plus Star Wars series on July 22nd, courtesy of the brand's official Twitter account sharing a photo of Bet dress in a Darth Maul jersey and standing next to a replica uh, or possible theatrical prop of R2-D2 the Star Wars tweet uh, Star Wars um, account tweeted join us in welcoming welcoming Amanda Steinberg in the Star Wars galaxy so you can see uh, her I'm sorry they her she it you get the point that's her right there. Look, just cause she, just cause she copped a a damn Darth Maul jersey out of the Goodwill does not make her a Star Wars fan. Okay, <laughs> I'm just keeping yeah, it real. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, lifelong Star Wars fan. There's a picture of her wearing a jersey. Yeah. Okay. God. Yeah. Dog. All right. As an actual Darth Maul fan, I remember Great. when Phantom Menace came out in 1999. Great. I dressed up as Darth Maul for Halloween. I had a Darth Maul double-bladed lightsaber. I'm a Darth Maul fan. Oh, I love Darth Maul. 
you know he was supposed to be the bad guy in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And Disney said, uh, no, no, can't do that. Thanks, Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, the brand's uh, tweet also included a link to an Instagram post made by Steinberg uh, to their own account in celebration of the news. Uh, publishing the above photo alongside a set of four additional images featuring <laughs> themselves. They're using those crazy pronouns. Uh, posing next to a replica of Darth Vader, uh, Steinberg uh, tees, net stop a galaxy far, far away. Quote, I'm so excited to finally announce I am joining Star Wars The Acolyte. Honored is an understatement, she added. May the force be with you. And yeah, so you can see it right there. Um, yeah, it's noted above the, in addition to acting, Steinberg has carved out a name for herself as an intersectional feminist activist. Her previously at her previously activist activities included, uh, having engaged in such activities as attempting to organize a workshop on feminism specifically how mainstream feminist movements have continuously excluded women who are not white, thin, cisgender, uh, able-bodied, able-bodied? What's wrong with being able-bodied? And neurotypical, typical, and even co-writing a comic book, Niobe, She is Life, uh, which gone on to be praised as an exemplary piece of identity politics. (laughs) And by the way, she's also biracial too, by the way, just in case you guys didn't know that. Hit the, hit the grand slam and then walked right back around into the circle. And I highly recommend you guys get your mega millions tickets, man, tonight. Cause that drawing is massive, but man, star Wars went all the way out. Uh, while details regarding the acolytes on the plot, currently remain scarce, including just which Disney station creation uh, Steinberg will be playing uh, through her appearance suggests um, she may have um, to portray, may portray Star Wars, the high Republic's Marvel comic series protagonist, Keeve Trennis. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. Uh, showrunner Leslie Hetland confirmed to Vanity Fair in an interview published in May that the series would be uh, quote, we're taking a, Look at the political and personal and spiritual things that came up in a time period that we don't know much about. Well, we kind of know some things about it. I mean, it was a era of uh, peace at that time before the dark times. Uh, nobody knows. Everybody thinks it's a Sith or it's stink or uh, they're not. But um, I noticed something when it came out, this High Republic stuff. You didn't see many men. You know, no, they put out. No, I, I don't think. Is there any white men involved at all? I don't know. I don't. I didn't I'm read sure, any of this. Stuff, I'm sure if they so. are, they're gayer than a three dollar bill. So, you know. Yeah, true. They got to have some massive like, yeah, political swing somewhere. Look, look. Nobody would give a rat's if. A black woman is cast in a Star Wars series. If Disney had not already come out and said that they were making it a priority, it was a known priority to cast and check certain identity politics boxes. They have made that very public. 
Okay, they made that uh, something they want to be celebrated for. They don't care about stories. They care about checking boxes. Uh, this is the same kind of thing right now that, that Ron DeSantis is fighting against in Florida with Disney. Right. Is, is come out uh, against a parental rights and education law down there. Bob Chapek decided he was going to go to war with them. And then um, it leaked out from one of their executives that because she had a gay son, all of a sudden, 50% of all characters in Disney going forward were going to have to check some boxes because her son's gay. I don't know what that's got yeah. to do with anything at all. I don't. Okay? Nobody would care, but the problem is this is how this crap gets announced. This is her name, and this is all the stuff that she has been involved with when it comes to alternative lifestyles, yada, yada, yada. Never mind the fact that the, the Star Wars brand in itself was built upon the backs. I'm just going to keep it real. Built upon the backs of conservatives in America. Star Wars built its brand on that. It was a story about a farm boy, for crying out loud that failed and rose back up to defeat evil. It was one of the best hero journeys ever yep. that we've ever seen in anything. And I always said they built the entire brand off that. They sold all this, this merchandise. None of this is George Lucas's fault. But the point is, Disney bought this property. They bought this property, and they proceeded to shit in the face of all the fans that built the very product, you know, that made it worth whatever they paid for it. I don't remember what they paid for it. $4 billion, Four I think. $4 billion. It would not have been worth $4 billion if it wasn't for the people that spent all this money, the parents, the grandparents that bought all the merchandise and the figures and bought the VHSs, and we, we know how all this goes. And then they wonder why there's blowback. Well, I mean, sorry, but, uh, you know, a lot of us grew up in Christian, traditionally Christian or Catholic households. And, you know, if, and then you want to go to war with people because you stray away from the very formula that built the brand. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Build your own brand then and stay away from Star Wars. It is what it is. You know, you're going to get blowback over it. Yeah, yeah, you are. But look look at this statement here that Leslie Helen had put out. Now, this statement that she put out is not a bad statement at all. She uh, said this, quote, my question when watching The Phantom Menace was like, well, how did uh, things get to this point? How did we get to a point where a Sith Lord can infiltrate the Senate? And none of the Jedi uh, pick pick up on it. Like, what went wrong? What are the scenarios that led us to this moment? That's a good question right there. But we know they're not going to actually answer that correctly, especially with story. You know, like like in uh, Obi Wan, we were promised, oh, the rematch of the century. You know, what happened in that ten years? Well, what you put in that show really destroyed everything in the original trilogy. I mean, now you got a Leia no walking around. Oh, Obi-Wan. She knows Obi-Wan. You gave Luke Skywalker one line in a whole series. One line. 
And that was in episode six, the last one. I don't even remember what he said. They made everything about uh, Obi-Wan and Leia, which was completely, completely contradicts A New Hope. It's like they didn't even watch it. They didn't care. They wanted to elevate yet another female character. In this case, they wanted to elevate two female characters. Over what was supposed to be. Leia did not need She didn't need elevating. She was a great character already. I know, but this was the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, not the Reva and Leia show, but that turned into into the Reva and Leia Leia show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because they know that nobody was going to watch a Reva show. Nobody was. can you imagine how unpleasant Kathleen Kennedy has to be to be around? Like but if Disney, you're just Disney ain't gonna fire man. No, no, that's that ship is that ship is sailed. There was a there was a chance that you always had because he was a hothead. You always had this small chance, small chance that Robert Iger would get pissed off enough one day to walk in there and fire her ass. Bob Chapik has no nuts whatsoever, and look. Robert Iger didn't have didn't he have a lot of them either. either. You know, I, the problem is he was, and I always said this, Kathleen Kennedy was never getting fired in Hollywood. That's the problem. Right. Uh, she's a woman. She was never getting fired in Hollywood. They would have destroyed Robert Iger over that. And uh, that would have been his claim to fame among, amongst the industry out there. Would have been firing Kathleen Kennedy. Um. Now, is I don't there, know. It's nuts. Is there any release date on this thing? When it, I, I don't think we even know. I mean, that's still a possibility. This thing never gets off the ground. But I believe when you they cast the lead actor, I guess it really is at this point. It, it's certainly moving forward anyway. Yeah, it's moving we've, forward. We've gotten further than I thought we were going to get. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. The Ryan Johnson thing is dead. That's dead for sure. Well, it's been dead, but when a Leslie Headland Star Wars project is getting greenlit pretty much officially now, and Last Jedi came out, what, five years ago, and he was given a trilogy before the movie came out, and there's still nothing? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh, Christy is here. And yes, check out black and white on network.com memberships are available. Um, Chris, do you want to join in on the panel tomorrow? You know, let us know. Cause that was a lot of fun last time on the memorable live stream. So, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, definitely a blast. Uh, smash thumbs up button guys. We appreciate everybody coming out uh, here today. Uh, yeah, she will be on. Okay. We'll see you link tomorrow. I need to set it up later on then. Um, we got another story here too, that we're going to be talking about. Um, Simon Pegg, who played one of the most worthless characters in uh star Wars. It was, I don't know how he actually got that role as a uh, Uncar Plock. I know. Did, did he, did he just show yeah. up and say, Hey, J I'm JJ's buddy. Yeah. He, yeah. His boy got him in the role. Yeah. yeah JJ. JJ. That character is worthless. Yeah. Worthless. Well, he came out and uh, he um, slammed Star Wars fans. Apparently, you know, Star Wars fans are racist now. Um, but we, you guys need to understand the 2022 version 
of races, <laughs> which basically means um, if you don't want woke content in your entertainment, then, then you're racist. You're toxic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But, but like I said before, nobody's slamming the Mission Impossible movies he, he's in. Nobody's slamming those. Now, people are slamming um, Disney Star Wars. Simon Pig, Star Wars fandom is the most toxic at the moment. And it's really sad. <laughs> Simon Pig has become a franchise master in recent years. What? Uh, having appeared in the lights of uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, Mission Impossible, and Doctor Who. During a recent appearance on Sirius at Tim's Gym and Sam Radio, uh, Peg was asked what franchise uh, has the hardest fans to please. It didn't take uh, long for the actor to deliver his answer, Star Wars. Quote, to be honest, and someone who kind of was, you know, kicked off about the uh, prequel. He wasn't a prequel person. Uh, About the prequels when they came out. He hated them, yeah. Yeah, the Star Wars fan base really seems to be the most kind of uh, toxic at the moment, Pate said. I'm probably uh, being very controversial to say that. Well, if you're slamming the prequels, I guess you were uh, toxic. Uh, Pate noted that he himself was once toxic, uh, was once a toxic Star Wars fan as he contributed to the backlash against Jar Jar Binks after Ahmad Beck. You mean to tell me that Simon Pegg was being racist? Yep. He's being racist. that way. Mm. He didn't like a character, and that yeah. character was played by a black man. Yeah. I, I will say this, man. I've said this before in the past. Ahmad Bess was pretty much the guinea pig now for the way all this motion capture stuff is going yeah. now. Yeah. Remember, people talk about uh, Gwalam and Lord of the Rings. No, no. It was Jar Jar Binks. George Lucas was a visionary. That was that was something that uh, nobody ever really done before. And actually, if you look at um the Phantom Menace, look at the making of it, man, there was a ton of practical effects in that in that movie. That was a lot, a lot more than what people actually think. Um, Peg uh, previously said, previously said he was ashamed for contributing to the backlash uh, controversy around Jar Jar Binks. Let best to reconsider to consider uh, ending his own life. But guess what? That didn't come from the fans. You know that, Rose, right? Yeah. The backlash from Jar Jar Binks did not come from the fans. That came from the media. The same media now that's calling you racist. Yep. That's right. That was them. And he goes on talking about he apologized and everything. Now, check this out. Several Star Wars actors have been victims of online harassment because of toxic fans in recent years. Kelly Marie Tran had to leave social media after the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi because the harassment was so bad. Um, And I know that whole thing they were talking about on racism, uh, Rhodes. Can you tell us the truth about Kelly Marie Tran leaving on social media? Uh, uh, what really happened there? I can't even remember at this point. They're trying that to make that... it like be like racism, but it had nothing to do with that. Kelly Marie Tran never no. actually said anything about racism. She never could prove anything about no. what she was saying. Well, she wasn't making those claims. It was the media yeah. that was actually doing that. Yeah, that's uh, right. John Boyega has uh, spoken openly about the racism he experienced being a black lead in a Star Wars movie. Um, 
He's probably talking about Disney themselves when they shrunk him on the China poster. Right well, they side they sidelined his character. He was supposed to be yeah. a damn Jedi in the damn yeah. Trilogy. They messed him up. And the thing about him being a uh, stormtrooper, I think that was confusing because people was thinking the clones were still around when they weren't. Uh, Moses Ingram also dealt with racist Star Wars fans due to rolling. Somebody still had to prove to me that that was actually Star Wars fans. The whole two or three Instagram posts she show, showed. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I can go what? on uh, black and white sports videos and I can find the Ooh. equivalent of what was actually put on her about me. Oh, yeah, 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 me yeah. too. <laughs> me but, too. but like I said before, man, I've said how many times I said, man, that Disney Disney Star Wars sets up minorities to fail because they made their characters so badly. They're horrible. Rose well, Tico it, is a bad character. It's all got to do with story. Yeah. All of it. All, all of it's got to do with story. And that Moses Ingram thing. Look, if you're cherry picking two or three Instagram posts at a. How many millions and millions of Star Wars fans are there? My line. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, that's that's like. She's out of her mind. It it's crazy. You're just literally wanting to present and and you're wanting to make a narrative. Of what, yeah. what do we call it growing up? You're wanting to make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. See, you know? this this is what I don't get, man. Star Wars fans were not racist in the 70s and 80s. Star Wars fans were not racist in the late 90s, early 2000s. All of a sudden, when Disney buys it now, Star Wars fans all of a sudden become racist. Somebody make make that make sense to me because it doesn't. Yeah. It's well, it's their fearless leader. When when you're caught up in all that that social justice, that woke world, everything looks, everything ties to your skin color and who you ha- want to have sex with. I mean, let's be real. Let's just peel back the curtain. I mean, that's exactly those two things is all you're consumed with. And so that's all they sit around and talk about in Hollywood and amongst themselves, amongst their own own little section of, and they don't understand. They're they're like, okay, all these people around us are this way, so everybody's got to be this way. No, you are all a bunch of damn freaks in Hollywood. Everybody outside of your Hollywood bu- bubble is normal. Okay. And everybody outside of your bubble is normal. All right. But yeah. you're making content for the people that you are surrounding yourself by. Okay. The trans community is what? Point. What is it? Point zero zero something percent of the population. You know, yeah. and you would think it's all over the place. Yeah. Right. Three. What what's the population of people that are actually gay? It's the percentage. It's like what three percent, four percent, something like yeah. that. Okay, but you're changing your entire entire line of content based on the people you're surrounding yourself with and the people on Twitter that we don't even know. We can't even verify if they're real people. Exactly. There's start. There's starting to be speculation now that. A lot of the people on Twitter that that seem to be Joe Biden supporters of these radical leftists are actually bots. 
Why do you think yeah. Elon Musk is not buying? He doesn't want to buy Twitter now. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. We've set back for the last since 2013, especially, and and corporations have decided to do business as if Twitter is really an accurate portrayal of America. It's not. And it's not. No. There's like less than one percent of people on Twitter yeah. in America. Uh, this is a good comment here. Dark uh, Plato. Did Billy D. Wayne's have to go into hiding because he was in Star Wars? No. Mm-hmm. Did uh, Samuel Jackson? No. That'd be no. Why? Why? Because their characters were fantastic. Yes. What What does Lando rank as a character for you? He's in uh, your top five. He's in my top five. Yeah. 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 He's number. He's number five. And look. One could argue Billy D. Williams had the greatest redemption story in the history of Star Wars. Yeah, because he was, man, you really could not trust him. When when he got introduced, you know, he was smooth talking. He was slick. Then he, he backstabbed Han Solo. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Who's and my favorite character? Who's my favorite character? You probably pissed off at him, huh? Who did he at double first? cross? His friend. Han Solo. Yeah. But Han, but Han warned you. He's like... Uh, I don't trust him either, but he's my friend. <laughs> Who actually says that, man? And Who actually t- says that? By the time we get to him blasting out of the Death Star, right? It, as whoa! Soon, I mean, you're just as, like as soon. But you knew as soon as, uh, yeah, he found out that Han was uh, getting um, sent to Boba Fett. He was out. He he un um he took Chewie out of handcuffs. Got choked out by Chew- Chewie. And Lando never looked back since. Joined the we rebellion. Were, think about think about his impact in the Star Wars galaxy by the time it was over. He blew up the last Death Star. Yes, he did. I I mean, come on. Great, great. You want to talk yep. about a great character arc from where in the in the the last third of Empire Strikes Back. Until the end of Return of the Jedi. How great was that character? He, he was a hero. And how does Disney re- reward him? Are we going to make him a pansexual? He, he likes gonna, droids. We're going to make him screw what? his droid. Yeah. What? We, we've gone from that to screwing your droid. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. A man that was a hero. A hero. And, and honestly... If he'd wanted to screw his droid, I really wouldn't have gave a shit if they hadn't have made it this big public thing and then celebrated the fact that he wanted right. to screw his droid. I mean, come oh, on. God. Yeah. John Kasdan. Yeah. I always believed Lando was a pansexual. Yeah. And remember, they're getting they're getting John Kasdan to write this new Indiana Jones movie. Not Lawrence Kasdan. John Kasdan. John Kasdan. Yeah. And he is a woke idiot. Ooh. Maybe they should Great. just get him to write this Acolyte series too. Then George Lucas, man, I, man, I wish he would actually really be vocal. Well, he pretty much has. I mean, he said he sold it to white slavers. He's been slamming him left and right. But it, but it did. John Kasdan was the, a writer on Solo, and it came straight from him while they were out doing the publicity. Yeah, to he wrote. Solo. He, didn't he write Indiana Jones also? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. 
No, 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 yeah. no. Lawrence, Lawrence Kasson. Oh, Raiders yeah. 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 Lawrence, Lawrence has got a very impressive list of, I mean, I, I it's hard for me to ever say because George Lucas was on camera to say that really and truly uh, Han was Lawrence's character. Yeah. That's, that's why. Remember, he, you remember um, um, Han was actually going to be like a little green alien or something. That's the way George originally wrote him. Yeah. And you started yeah. changing stuff around. Actually, Luke was going to be like a green alien or something, too. Like Harrison loves Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. I mean, that's like his dude. Yeah. He yeah. he didn't he wouldn't have came back for the Force Awakens if Lawrence Kasdan hadn't agreed to come back. And and that's that's kind of crazy because Harrison Ford really does not like Han Solo. He's an Indiana Jones guy. I mean, if he's been pretty vocal about that. He don't give he don't give a shit about anybody else playing um Han Solo. He said nobody will ever play Indiana Jones. It dies when I die. Did you watch my full video? Did you watch it all the way to the end the other day on Chris Pratt? Um, I think I was driving when I was listening to it. So what, did you hear? Did, I miss something? Did, did you hear me say something that you never thought you would hear me say in that? What do you say? I said under the right circumstances with the right production studio having owned indiana jones in other words let's just say out of nowhere we're in this bizarre world where the daily wire can afford to buy the rights for indiana jones okay okay so ben shapiro jumps out by the rights and throws 150 million dollars at indiana jones six i would be okay with chris pratt playing indiana jones man i hope i hope the daily wire i never thought i'd say grow. that I never thought I, I'd say that. Do you realize, man, how much how how much better things would be if Daily Wire can? And it's still growing. I mean, they have like nine hundred thousand subscribers over there. They get like eleven million dollars a month, which is a drop in the bucket compared to uh, Disney. But well, that's that's just the website. Yeah, that's just that's the not website counting. Right there. Yeah, no. that's not counting their uh, all their. That's just a small drop in the bucket of their revenue they're generating over right. here. Right, but oh. we need we need them to grow, man. Because um, um, we we didn't talk about it, but um, you you liked the did you see um the Gina Carano movie? Yes, I saw it. Yeah, for me, yeah. um, it was you know I'm not much of a Western person. I said about the first thirty minutes, man, I was kind of bored. It was it was kind of slow. Then um, then it picked up, and I thought it was an okay movie. I like I liked it, but it was really slow at first. I think I probably had a little bit more relation to some of those characters because, number one, you know I'm a huge Western. You're a huge fan. Western You're guy. Not. You know I'm okay. not really a Western guy. Okay. Number two, uh, Nick Cersei played the bad guy in that. Well, he played he was really good. He played the chief in my show Justified that I love. He played the chief. He was Raylan Givens' boss for seven seasons. So every week I saw Nick Cersei on my television screen. And so I already liked him as an actor. And then uh, Cowboy Sharon was her husband, and he's a UFC fighter. So I already know who I already knew who he was too. So there was some relation there. So all that kind of made the film cooler. Um, it was um, it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, but was the beginning really slow for you like it was for me? It was just really slow at the beginning for me. 
I don't know if it was slow or if they were just trying to establish the prairie life and the fact that Gina's character, you got to remember, was struggling with the prairie life. Remember, she talked to him about going back. I guess she was a rich girl from a wealthy family, and she was like, we're having a hard time making it. Um, And look, that's a tough life, you know, back then. Very tough life. And, um, like, the fact is, only probably a third of our population could even begin to make it through that life. I mean, I just think about, like, being in the country and how much there is to do just on a... I mean, it it was a good establishment. They were trying to build up the the character, plus establish, look, this is a regular prairie family, and this is all the components, and then, uh, here's the bad guys. So they wanted you to feel that the family was in peril. Uh, if I scale one to ten, I gave it like I'd probably give it maybe a like a six point seven five, something like that. Yeah, I, I would give it like a six point five. I mean, it, it was good. Yeah, the, I don't think it's better than the last movie they made. Um, uh, what what is it called? Uh, Shedding. I think that's what it's called. I have not seen that one. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's good. I like it. Um, there's some good action in it too. There was one of their films I did see before that, though. I can't remember it, what it was It's Run called. High Fight. Now, Run High Fight, they didn't actually make that movie. They they owned the distribution rights to it. Okay, so, so it was made and they bought it. Yeah, yeah. But Daily Wire's documentaries are really good. And, uh, oh, I, I text you also that uh, Larry Elder's making uh, Uncle Tom, too. I they haven't the seen the trailer out. for you. They got, they got the trailer. It's, it's not really much. It's like a 30, it's like a one-minute teaser. Do we know who's in that one yet? It, they they show like some of the same people: uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, Tatum, um, okay, uh, Alan West. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I made it on Larry Larry Elder's channel. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I gave Larry her Elder a review. Put you in the video. I think I told you about it because you didn't know. You, you texted me and you said, "Rhodes, you're in a Larry Elder video." I was like wait what <laughs> yeah because you that's, were doing your truck video when you and you were like on your way to work that's that's still that's still my highest point i think about dude I've, i had a charles barkley video that got a half a million views being on that larry elder video is far and away the best achievement involving youtube i've ever had because I've got yeah. a ton of respect for Larry Elder. Like I think a ton. The, I think the highlight for us was when you told me we were on Good Morning America, but I still haven't oh, seen that clip. I still haven't right. seen it. Right. And I never I never found it. I got a call from Melissa's sister that said Larry was just on Good Morning America. Yeah, because we were he talking was on about Good, um, was, it was Super Bowl, I believe. What was I t- talking about Tom Brady's retirement? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And they showed they showed a clip of me. And I never did find it. Yeah, I was, I was like, looking on like Good Morning America's YouTube page, and I, I never found it. In after a few days, I was like, I ah, forget it. So see, they don't always put clips out for everything, but I was like, I never did find it. it uh, that sucks. I forgot all about that. I may have to go back and start tearing shit apart again, trying to find me on Good Morning America. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. All right, any other things we got to talk about, Rose, before we wrap it up? No, I mean Simon Pegg. I mean we 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 didn't just dive into that, but 
you know, he's been, he's done some stuff I like. Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead. That's one of the funniest movies that I've ever seen, you know? And, and he likes genre, but again, it's something about that, that Hollywood setting. He, he doesn't remember what it was like to be, I guess, just a small independent actor. And it's like all these guys lose their ability to just remember what it was like to be a regular person. Yeah. So they got to start checking all these boxes out. It goes back to my theory that there's a, a race for the most woke in Hollywood. And it's like, you've got to proactively say this stuff. So you, you feel like, well, can I keep getting work? You know, am I going to keep why, getting work? That's why we got to support companies like the daily wire. You know what? I hope the daily wire turns into. Remember the old Cannon group in the 80s? I used to love their movies. You know, Chuck Norris, uh, he was in um, the American Ninja movies. Yeah, uh, Michael Cannon Dudikoff. Group. Yeah, I love Michael Dudikoff as American Ninja. Oh, we were if both they can on turn Good into Morning that. America. Hmm? Yeah, we yeah, that's both the, yeah, Good yeah, Morning America. Yeah, that's yeah. what you told me. You told me it was both of us. Oh, I bet it was one of our, we were live streaming. We, in we were live streaming. Yeah. Yeah. We were live streaming. So, well, I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. I am going to go and have some uh, dinner here. It's 530 already. So um, member live stream tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So um, uh, po- post the link um, tonight for uh, members over here on um, the Matrix and Road Show. So click the join button. It's right there. I believe it's only five dollars a month, if I'm not mistaken. So. And guys, this will go up on the Black and White Network podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are available. Absolutely, go over, download the audio. Every episode we got across YouTube, the audio goes up on podcast, so you can catch it if you can't watch videos. Yeah. So yeah, and these these long live streams do very very well over there. That's why I think we should actually live stream more over here on this channel right here. I, I I'm gonna tell you. The entertainment stuff in the long run tends to do, lately has been doing better than everything else that we we put up over there. Yeah. Because we, surpri- we actually rebranded the uh, the podcast. It was just black and white sports then. Right. We started putting everything over there. So, yeah. And we got a sponsor this afternoon, a new sponsor. So we're fired up for that. Thank God. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Be safe, and we will catch you on the next live stream. We see Dr. Richard Kimball there. <laughs> yes, we're going to try to live stream more. We are. The best. Yep. Peace. We're out. Till next time. <laughs>